Welcome to Hands-On Health, the podcast all about living your healthiest life on the coast. I'm your host, Felicia Struby. In this episode, physician assistant Emma Todd interviews registered dietitian and diabetes educator Melissa Morris. I think my favorite quote in this episode is from Melissa. She said, when the doctor says pre-diabetes, that's the time to take action. That's really the key, isn't it? When we know how to improve our health, we have to take action. So join us for episode seven of Hands on Health and learn what you can do to prevent or manage diabetes on your own and with the help of experts. One last thing before we dive in. If you have a question or a comment, please call 503-338-4654. Leave us a message. We may include your question in an upcoming episode. Hi, Emma. Welcome back. Hi, Felicia. Thank you. So you had a conversation today uh, for National Diabetes Awareness Month, and uh, I've certainly been hearing a lot about diabetes this year with COVID. Why am I hearing so much? Yeah, so diabetes is a really important topic. Um, There are a very large number of Americans that are undiagnosed yet with diabetes, meaning that they have it and they aren't aware. Um, And it can make you more likely to get sick, so can make it more likely that you get something like COVID and can also make it harder to treat infections. Um, So it's a very important topic that we all need to be aware of and avoiding diabetes can be simple. Okay, meaning that the way that we do that is by taking good care of ourselves, exercising regularly, eating healthy foods. It's not always easy, but it is simple. Yeah, all those good habits that we've been talking about. Yes. And Melissa did a very excellent job of driving those home for us today. So you chatted with a dietitian today who's an expert in diabetes education. Is that right? That is right. I spoke today with Melissa Morris. She is a registered dietitian at Columbia Memorial Hospital. Um, She's also a diabetes educator and um, has a lot of really wonderful information and tips and tricks and counseling when she works with her patients. So I think that's a really exciting service that patients can take advantage of, either when they're newly diagnosed with diabetes or if they're diagnosed as pre-diabetic. Really a great opportunity for them to empower themselves. Well, how many people in the country have diabetes or or pre-diabetes? So there are more than 34 million Americans that have diabetes. That's more than 10% of our population, which is pretty staggering. Yep. Um, And of those 34 million Americans, at least 7 million don't even know that they have diabetes. So that's a lot. Hmm. Yeah, that's a huge number. It is. Yep. And more than twice that many. So 88 million American adults are diagnosed with prediabetes. So it's, oh my goodness. it's a large population here in the United States. So in your conversation with Melissa, is there anything that stood out? I think the thing that stood out to me the most, Felicia, is the power really is in your hands. So you can, with lifestyle changes, changing your diet, changing your exercise, you can manage this or avoid developing diabetes. And so the time to start is really when your doctor says to you, hey, you're pre-diabetic, the time to 
see Melissa and to get to work is that time. All right. Well, great. Let's let you get to your interview. Okay. All right. So, Melissa, I want to hear a little bit about your background. I know that you are a dietitian, is that correct? And then you also do diabetes education here at CMH. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so I've uh, been with Columbia Memorial Hospital for about 12 years. Um, I'm a registered dietitian, um, and I'm also a certified diabetes educator. I've had my certification for about six years or so. Um, so I've been around the block a little bit here, and I've worked a lot with diabetes patients. It's been fun. Awesome. You said it's fun. What do you like about it? Well, I love the different challenges. You know, I get to meet a lot of different people. And, you know, I think a lot of patients, they really appreciate uh, being as I do mostly outpatient education. I think they really appreciate uh, getting information and learning and everything. So I think it's always a different day. You know, it's never the same thing, which I think is always fun. So <laughs> awesome. Good. So tell me a little bit about diabetes and why you think we should be worried about this or, you know, what is your concern there? Uh, diabetes is definitely on the rise. So it's definitely of concern. Um, most people think of diabetes as a sugar related issue, but actually it's more insulin problem. So um, the body uh, creates insulin from the pancreas and usually this insulin hormone helps with blood sugar control. But when diabetes is developing, either the body's not making enough insulin or it's not using that insulin appropriately. And that can lead to elevated uh, blood sugar levels, which if left untreated can lead to a lot of serious complications. And that's where the concerns lie. Okay, good. Um, so what are some of those complications that patients might have? Well, because it's affecting our blood sugar and that's sugar in the bloodstream, you know, that can cause damage throughout the body from head to toe. So it can, you know, affect things like our eyes. Um, not that I want to scare people, of course, with these high blood sugars, but, you know, it can lead to like blindness in the eyes uh, for some. Um, it can lead to teeth and gum issues like cavities and gum disease. It can affect our hearts, you know, so it leads to heart disease, um, our kidneys. Some patients end up on dialysis and all the way down to the feet where there could be foot issues and things. And again, not to scare anybody, but it's really going to happen if the diabetes is left unmanaged and those blood sugars remain high. Yeah, it is scary. Um, so I know that in women, when they are diabetic, they get atypical chest pain when they're having mm -hmm. a heart attack. So we all know heart attack symptoms for a man is that crushing chest pain that radiates to the left jaw and down the left arm. Women don't get that. They get like acid reflux symptoms. So that's really interesting. Um, good reason to be on the lookout, I think, for diabetes. Um, so, okay, great. And then what about um, prediabetes? What is that exactly? So prediabetes is kind, kind of like a precursor to type 2 diabetes. So we see some elevated blood sugars, but not high enough to necessarily diagnose diabetes. Um, but prediabetes is at a point where if you really focus on lifestyle modifications, you can help prevent actually going fully into type 2 diabetes. So when a doctor says, hey, you've got prediabetes, that's time to take action is what I tell patients. 
Okay. And is that a time that they should see you? Definitely. Uh, I think it's always a good time to come and get some education. What can I do, you know, lifestyle modification wise to really help improve my blood sugar levels? You know, what can I do diet wise, exercise wise? Um, we even offer here at the hospital, the National Diabetes Prevention Program, which could be an option for some patients. Ooh, what is that? So it's a year-long program. Um, it's a group class. It's been a little bit hard with COVID, obviously, but we are still trying to pursue it. And basically, the focus of the class is to um, aim for some weight loss because we find weight loss can help improve blood sugar control. Um, and then also uh, to increase our activity levels. So because those are the two things that seem to really help improve blood sugars. And it's a year long program, so it's very intense. Uh, but, you know, it does a lot of well, each class we focus on different topics to kind of help with weight loss and help with increasing activity. Awesome. It sounds like education and accountability rolled into one package. Exactly. So which cool. is what a lot of patients need. <laughs> it's what we all need. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Can you tell me a little bit more about um, like lifestyle modifications? Like if a person is newly diagnosed with type 2 diabetes or they're told they're pre-diabetic by me or their other provider, like what are some changes that you would recommend for them? So, uh, of course, a lot of people, when they come to my office, they focus on the food and they ask me, what types of things should I eat? Which food does play a big impact in our uh, blood sugar control. Um, some people might think that they can't eat certain things, but really it's focusing on more of a well-rounded type of diet. Um, and so we want to encourage things like whole grains, you know, uh, oatmeal, quinoa, uh, whole wheat bread, brown rice, those types of things, um, more fruits and vegetables. Uh, more plant-based type of proteins that would include like beans, lentils, um, tofu, nut butters. If you choose any other types of meats, you know, more leaner meats, chicken, fish, turkey, and then um, heart healthy fats, you know, uh, more olive oil, canola oil, avocado. And really it's kind of focusing on the balance. And that's what we work with individually for uh, with patients all the time is what's going to work best for them and their blood sugar control or trying to prevent diabetes. Um, but the other side of it is, of course, the activity component. So usually uh, we recommend following the American Diabetes Association guidelines. They recommend um, 150 minutes a week, which I know sounds like a lot, but when you break that down, that's 30 minutes, five days a week. And they actually find uh, there's benefits of doing 30 minutes all in one chunk or 10 minutes three times a day, 15 minutes twice a day. The benefits are all the same as long as it's moderate intensity, meaning we're getting that heart rate up. So, and that's something that we strive to work with on getting to that goal, you know, may not happen right off the bat, but we will work with them on that. Um, of course, a little strength training, resistance training is always good too. So we always encourage that also. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Do you encourage people to use something like a Fitbit or a heart rate monitor or sometimes, you know, some patients already have those types of things that Apple watches yeah. and and so we can use that for step counters. I think some people find that really motivational for them to get that activity in, especially. So, yeah, oh, it good. definitely come into play. Perfect. Um, and then do you ever ask people to keep like a food diary or what do you think about that? I think tracking your food is always important. They actually do find uh, a lot of studies, especially if you're aiming for weight loss, tracking your food is one of those habits that really helps with weight management. And, and for me, you know, if they're coming to see me, if they're keeping a food tracker, sometimes I can look at it and help them identify areas of change that they need to make. And so we kind of work together using that food record. So I always encourage it as much as possible. 
perfect. I tell my patients to do it. Um, usually I'll refer them to the dietitian, but I also tell them like it can be so eye-opening because um, I know for myself, I kept a food diary when I took a nutrition class as an undergraduate. And I thought, oh, I go to the health food store. I eat all this healthy stuff. And then when I actually had to write it down and you know, like quantify it or add the numbers up. I was like, Ooh, I'm eating like 3000 calories a day and like, you know, a hundred grams of sugar a day. And it was just, it really, really surprised me, even though I thought I was doing so well, I really wasn't, you know, it was just eye opening. So. Yeah. I actually, we always have patients at least a three day record before uh, they come to uh, are the first appointment. And a lot of times just even doing those three days, they go, I didn't realize I was doing X, Y, Z. And so yeah. it's always an eye-opening ex experience when you do a food record. <laughs> yep. I had a patient in my last job who um, did that because I asked her to, and she came back to me like six months later. I had had like an initial session with her where I just like, you know, went over it and made some suggestions. She came back six months later and she was like, I made the changes you suggested. I lost 20 pounds. I'm doing great. I feel so much better. She's like, I'm so glad you asked me to do this. And I was like, yay, that's yay, awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> I yeah. always like hearing stories like that. <laughs> yeah, it's really wonderful. It's, I think it's nice to see the power of lifestyle changes, right? Like it really shows the patient um, that they have a lot of power to control their own health, which I think is nice. Exactly. You know, I think sometimes people feel diabetes is, you know, out of their control, but it's a completely manageable uh, disease. You know, you do have to put a little effort into it. I'm not going to lie, but, you know, with the help of, you know, somebody uh, like myself or even just following up with you on a regular basis, uh, you know, or any provider can be really helpful. Yeah. If you had like one piece of advice for patients with diabetes, what would you tell them? Well, I think, you know, um, knowing your risk factors is always important. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things that can contribute to diabetes. Uh, if you're over 45, for example, that can uh, increase your risk. Uh, certain ethnicities have a higher risk uh, for diabetes, like African-Americans, Native Americans, um, Asian-Americans, Hispanics. Uh, if you have a family history of diabetes or you have a high BMI, if you're overweight or obese, um, uh, or if you have other conditions like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, those types of things. I think if you know your risk factors and can talk with your doctor about getting screened for diabetes and just being on top of your health. And if you do have diabetes, you know, just following up regularly with your provider because, you know, that's going to be your best bet to kind of keeping those blood sugars managed. Awesome. All right, Melissa, anything else that you want to leave our listeners with today? Do do the best you can. I mean, nobody's asking per, for perfection. You know, I think as long as you try your best, look for help, you know, know there's resources like our department or, you know, following up regularly with your doctor. I think that's always the important thing when it comes to managing diabetes. So, um, but you're not alone. That's the key. Yep. Good. Awesome. Well, Melissa, it's been so wonderful to talk with you today. I'm so grateful for your experience in this area and the way that you help our patients. I think it's wonderful. Um, thank you for empowering them. And I look forward to working with you more. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Felicia Struvi, and this has been an episode of Hands-On Health. 
brought to you by Columbia Memorial Hospital.